Good day, I'm Lorraine Lawson, and recently I interviewed Ken Mertzel, Global Industry Leader of Financial Services for RPA Vendor Automation Anywhere, as well as Catherine Carlocco, Senior Director and Head of Global Market Automation Anywhere. I asked what trends the company sees for RPA automation now and going forward. Here's what they said. I think we're seeing more of a movement towards um, what we call attended automation. So, you know, unattended is basically you run a bot, does its thing in the background while you're processing, then you, you pick up from where it left off. But with attended is more real-time integration with a bot. So the best example is in a call center where you might be a CSR on the, on the phone with a customer um, but while you're on the phone with that customer, a bot is able to run in real time and aggregate all the information that's known about that customer in terms of you know what products they have, what transactions they've done, so so that the CSR is most empowered in terms of knowing everything they need to know about that customer. And then to the extent a certain um, you know they have a certain request, they can actually kick off a bot in real time to help with that request or interact with um, others on their team. Like let's say they need to interact with an underwriter for a loan, um, they can do that in real time and that enables that collaboration. So I think one trend is, is really towards that um, you know, attended automation and um, that real-time interaction. Uh, another I'm seeing, and, and I think we'll see more and more of this over the next five years, is around um, you know, having more of a, a true digital assistant for employees. So if you think about um, today where most employees have Excel and are using some type of Excel macros, uh, I see in the future where most employees would have sort of a, a bot digital assistant, you know, and again, whether they code it themselves or not, but it's something that will enable them to do some, some of the basic tasks they might do, and that will be more the, the norm than right now where you have to go out and decide you're going to, you know, uh, in, invest in, in RPA. Um, I, I think another trend is certainly around um, migration to cloud. This isn't unique to, to RPA. Um, but uh, And even though there's been some resistance of financial services, understandably, just because it's heavily regulated and obviously a lot of concerns around control over data security, et cetera, but uh, banks are already you know, migrating there if you look at sort of how they're implementing a lot of their ERP systems. So I see um, RPA moving the same way where uh, where uh, you know in the next five years, I think we're already seeing you know in terms of new implementations, the majority of them are cloud-based, and and I think you're seeing that both because of um, certainly from a cost standpoint, right, in terms of having to manage all all the infrastructure, um, but on top of that, it's just frankly um, easier and quicker to scale. So the combination of cloud and and web-based is certainly um, you know key. And and then the last trend I'd see is is really the infusion of RPA with forms of, of uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning. So, um, you know, RPA can do a lot of things, but, you know, it's even more powerful when you combine it with with AI. So, for example, we are talking about, you know, data extraction. Um, and you look at how much more effective that is nowadays versus the old traditional OCR, that's because it's been empowered, you know, behind the scenes within our product is computer vision and, and machine learning, et cetera. So the throughput is a much higher rate. And I think that'll be similar for other aspects, whether it's, you know, fraud detection, um, whether that's for, um, you know, exception processing where maybe um, you get to a point with a bot and then you need to make some kind of decision where machine learning can help you, you know, process those exceptions. So I think all those are, you know, I see where, uh, you know, it's evolving in the future. I guess I thought of the bots as a sort of artificial intelligence, but you mean machine learning, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously, it, 
you know, the, the true uh, amount of like true AI out there is, is somewhat limited. But if you look at uh, machine learning by way of example, right? So take an exception processing situation where, you know, let's say an exception comes up. Um, if you probably looked at any exception, you probably find that 80% of you know the exceptions might be processed in one of four ways. Basically, machine you know leveraging machine learning, you could feed all that data in terms of all the exceptions, see what factors drove a decision across it one way or another, and therefore actually be able to go ahead through the complete automation with you know 80% of those instances, and then focus you know the, the human resources on those 20% more more complex cases. And when you say cloud, do you are they are they going to public clouds or are they going to private clouds? Well, it's certainly going to be an evolution. I mean, you know, initially, um, you know, most banks are doing cloud on premise and certainly private. Again, just it's primarily driven by understandable concerns over data privacy and data security and, and regulatory oversight. I, I think over time that there'll be a migration as companies realize, you know, look, if you look at the major cloud providers, obviously their number one focus is around, you know, data security and, and, um, and privacy. So, I, I, you know, my personal view is that over over time, it, it's going to migrate, but certainly right now, it's more you know private cloud and, and cloud on premise. Okay. Anything else I should have asked about or no? Um, I think those are the the um, main things. I think the other area where we're seeing um, you know usage uh, pretty extensively in financial services, and and again, financial services is a good indicator of where RPA is going because it's you know far and away the largest user of RPA. Um, but if you look in terms of other areas of usage, um, compliance is is a huge one. You know, we talked about how it's heavily regulated, so we're seeing a lot of. Uh, adoption of RPA for enabling the you know KYC or know your customer and AML or anti money laundering uh, compliance management in terms of being able to ensure that they get all the information they need about a customer or a business as well as monitoring transactions. So we're seeing a lot of uh, usage there, and certainly in lending, um, you know PPP is a, a small example. Obviously, it's being used more broadly in terms of you know all types of lending. Particularly, we're seeing it heavily in in mortgage. Um, Again, because of the very you know document intensive nature of that process, and, and banks in you know current times have been using it extensively also for forbearance programs. So to the extent their customers have been you know impacted by economic hardships, um, they're they're not putting their loans into delinquent status and they're deferring payments. So banks are able to actually proactively um, defer payments rather than waiting for a customer to you know call and ask for assistance. And so that's been, um, you know, a huge benefit both to banks from a financial standpoint in terms of the amount of labor that they require, but also certainly in terms of customers, right, who therefore don't have to now deal with credit agencies and, and other issues when they're dealing with other economic hardships. So it's really been, you know, I think a win-win both from a customer and a bank standpoint. So those are just some ex additional examples. Obviously, there are, there are hundreds, but those are some of the, you know, the big ones that we're seeing today. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just to add to that, across industry, obviously the financial uh, and banking industry is the mature adopter of automation, um, and it leads in terms of the you know deployment across their their uh, particular functions. Um, globally, across industries, we're, we are now in next report, which just came out, uh, uh, shows and predicts that there's going to be a doubling of both the deployment of automation across uh, functions at a business and also investment is doubling. And that over 63% of companies report that they are deploying, actively scaling 
or uh, deploying across multiple business units. So it's becoming a ubiquitous platform. And you mentioned earlier about the, both the COE and cloud, the maturity of an organization. Uh, we have a, a specific journey that our customers go through, but they, this governance side that Ken is talking about, once they establish that, are the platforms have made it easier to scale forward and been able to make it easier to actually serve the business units and have them adopt automation in a secure, a governed way. And so we're seeing they go quickly from like five bots a month to 15 bots a month to 25. You know, they, they start to ramp up very quickly and that's the, the maturity of us providing that information and, and technology. And cloud, um, you mentioned cloud. Cloud addresses a lot of the barriers and in the now and next report, there's some talk about lack of expertise and budget, et cetera. And so what cloud does is it enables them to uh, move quickly to implementation and be able to get the benefit sooner. And that's one of the advantages uh, because a lot of the, a lot of industries have a lot of disparate legacy systems that are not well served by APIs or, or would take quite a long time to actually uh, build those. So this allows them to get the benefits of digital transformation without the time uh, to build out an API or maybe use it as a temporary stopgap um, to build that out. So it's really uh, uh, tools and a platform that enables businesses to build resilience uh, securely and under compliance uh, to, to, to create a, a cost benefit and also uh, number one thing is to move people to higher value work. So, you know, you're dealing with the COVID and dealing with situations around that, you need tools that allow that agility and we're seeing that in the market. So the movement to more agile businesses is going to be a definite trend and that requires cloud, it requires tools like RPA uh, as a pillar of digital transformation.